Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's going on, Roasters? It's Brian Baldwin with the NFL Network, and you're listening to The Morning Roast with Bonte and Shasky on 95.7 Game. All right, spin on the end for Shasky. Shasky's doing well, folks. He's doing well. We'll get him to call in later in the week. He's doing well. Uh, Baldy coming up in 12 minutes. Can't wait. Brian Baldinger, Appointment Radio. Cannot wait. He'll have, uh, some, he'll have some thoughts on last night's game and that <laughs> debacle. I'm a little disappointed in my man, Heat. Shout out Outbound. Heat. Uh, <laughs> Who? Outbound? What? Uh, shout out Outbound. How many Heat. nicknames for friends do you have? Well, Heat's his rapping name. Okay. I'm not going to give his government name. Okay. I'm going to say Heat. It's better like that. I prefer the Wet Wet was probably my favorite. Wet Wet, yeah. We fat got Fat. I like Fat Fat. Fat Fat. Shout out Fat Fat. There Had a go. big year football. Shout out Fat Fat. Big Dog City. Big Dog City. Worldwide Hef. Worldwide Hef. Okay. I got what Worldwide Hef yesterday. You know what he said yesterday? I don't want to tell this to you, but it's going to blow your head up. Oh, man. Worldwide Hef said, man, you Spinoni, you're gelling like LeBron James and Austin Reeves. Oh, that, you know, Bonte. You know. That might bring a tear to my eye. That might be the greatest compliment I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> the heat hits his side. But Austin heat, Reeves. God. The, my boy Heat said, no offense, my guy, but I'm listening to Philly Sports Radio this morning. It's music <laughs> to my ears. They are losing it. And you know what? Couldn't happen to a better fan base. They're lining up trash cans with the name Bradbury out there to, outside of their practice facility. All their, all those Eagle fans who were chanting "Fly Eagles, Fly" in our chat and birdie emojis and whatnot—they were prank calling the pregame show. Bonte, yeah. I can't get a tweet from them. I can't get a reply. The little fella, John Marks, where's he been? Uh, where's Ike Reese? Mm. Where's Hugh Douglas? I like you. Where's Bubble Bath Boy? Where's these Eagle fans at? They're gone. Where are they? Well, hopefully, what are the Sixers doing, Bonte? I think they're pivoting real oh, yeah, quick to basketball pivoting. season. Oh, oh, all of a What's Joel Ty- Embiid hey, doing? All of a sudden, they're Tyrese Maxey fans. <laughs> Even Kate Scott. Where's Kate? I heard from the great Kate Scott the other day. Huge. Oh, I heard from her. Because she was on threads. She wasn't even on Twitter doing it. She was on threads. Oh, people still doing that, by the way? Threads? Oh, yeah, I'm That's still, still a threads. thing? I, it's still a thing. I, I'm out there threading it Sixers up. Sixers are solid. 18 and 8. Okay. She was even fly equals fly. And I said, oh, I'm so disappointed in you, Kate. So we, we chopped it up the other day. She said she was proud of us over here. There you go. As our boy Dom in San Carlos was wearing a roaster hoodie. I said, hey, Kate, you're always a roaster. Not you big know that. Dom. Not big Dom. Not that fraud. He was walking the real, in yesterday. The real Dom in San Carlos. Who's a roaster? But all. Oh, even Kate, you really want to go down that train? You want to ride on that bus with those guys? No. <laughs> it does feel like 
potential first round exit written all over it. No, I know. Is, I need them to come to California, Spadoni. Uh, you need so I you, need them you in want the that round. You want that action. I need them to come out to Levi Stadium. We'll show them some good hospitality. We won't. We won't fight. We don't do all that. We don't flip middle fingers. So the you. so the standings right now, I have it up for the NFC. So. Got the Niners, then you got the Cowboys, the Lions, the Bucks. Those are all the four division leaders at the moment. Then you got the Eagles, Vikings, and Rams. Mm. The Rams are just ahead of the Seahawks right now because I think they have the, the tiebreaker. They, they swept them. They swept them, right? Yeah. So there you go. And then you got the Saints hanging around there, seven and seven. Yeah. Falcons, they seem done. The Packers seem done. So really, you got the Seahawks, Rams, mm. Vikings, and Saints all going to be vying for those last four. I. I, God, I love football. Hey, I love football you know so I much. Hey, you know, Kate Scott, now I'm thinking about Philadelphia. Because <laughs> Kate Scott's got baby pictures of the Niners shirts. What if the Niners do go to Levi's to Las Vegas and win the Super Bowl? Hey, Dub Nation, it's Trace Jackson Davis. Hey, Trace. You're listening to the Morning Roast. Oh, tight. Oh, I think that's Brian in the back. Yeah, he is. It. He said he's taking over it. He's taking over. <laughs> hey, TJD was here tonight at Chase Center. Hey, he, he balled last game. Baby T, as Clay Thompson said. Baby T. Career high in points. The, career high in assists. The little T. The there little T. <laughs> Just keep dunking like that, little T. Baby T, whatever. He's the son of Dale Davis. I don't feel comfortable doing no, that. No, yeah. Dale Davis is about that life. But you know, Doug Gottlieb was talking about, I'll take all these quarterbacks over to Brock Purdy, blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. Think about this. Brock Purdy's back to Higgins, our program. No, he said. Specifically, Trevor Lawrence, too, which really yeah. got to me. I get it. He's a highly talented prospect. He's not having a good year, Trevor Lawrence. So, I would not use him as a comparison. So, really, so really, it's a two game lead because the Niners are up one game, but they own the tiebreakers over Dallas and the Eagles. So, the Niners can theoretically lose next week, be tight with Dallas and Philadelphia, and still control their own destiny. But think about this before we get to Jeff in South Carolina, and Baldy's coming up in seven minutes. Brock Purdy only has 384 pass attempts. All right, Jared Goff has 499 pass attempts. Patrick Mahomes has 524 pass attempts. Yeah, he is Tua, the offense. Tua Tagovailoa has 458 pass attempts. They actually have a good running game in Miami. Brock Purdy has 268 completions. All these other guys are in the 300s, high 300s. Yet, Brock Purdy is thrown for 3,795 yards, second mm. in the league. Mm. He's averaging 10 yards per attempt. It's wild. He's basically throwing first downs. That's that's all he's doing. That's all he's doing. 70% completion percentage, oh 29 touchdown passes, 7 interceptions. Oh, my God. Now, C.J. Stroud has been great. He has 275 completions for 3,631 I mean, yards. As a rookie, too. It's pretty, rookie. it's pretty unbelievable. And only five picks. That ASC that's, South Division. It's hey, wide I open, Jasky too. and I had a, had a conversation <laughs> about it. It's a fun division. It is. Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Well, you have the highly touted prospects of so, C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence, and then you got Gardner Minshew over there. Not Anthony Richardson. Minshew Magic. Minshew Magic. <laughs> so so you have all these quarterbacks here. I know I'm looking at the list. And the Brock's numbers blows everybody's away. Everybody. Well, you look at the attempts, and you mentioned that first. That also tells me how balanced that offense is, too, mm-hmm. because they're running the hell out of the ball with yep. Christian McCaffrey as well. And Brock Purdy, don't sleep on his wheels either. Brock will pick you up a first down here and there if you need him to. Mm-hmm. But that's that's the thing. Keeping those interceptions down. Don't get the double digits because all those other guys with those attempts, Jared Goff, 10 picks. Patrick Mahomes, 13 picks. Tua, 10 picks. A lot of the Tua ones are bad, too. Mm-hmm. And then you only get to Dak Prescott. But Dak, you know what? Yep. When push comes to shove against a good team, he's going he's gonna to make mistakes. He always does. C.J. Stroud's kind of an anomaly. He's having one of the best rookie seasons you've seen from a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hell, he was in the MVP conversation until he got hurt. Mm-hmm. And then you get to Sam Howell, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 14 picks. 
But you look at those guys and Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and now the Bills are finally running it with James Cook, right? They're finally getting a balance like the 49ers have. Yep. I don't know what the Chiefs are doing. I, I would try to use Pacheco more, but they're trying to force. Well, he's you know, hurt. He's been he, hurt the last been, couple weeks. He's been hurt, so there you go there. And then they got quite a, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, their former first-round pick, who hasn't really panned out right. and lived up to that hype. So Patrick Mahomes is forced to throw the ball, and his receivers just can't catch it. Yeah, like he, He's putting them in places, and well, then they're dropping it. They're getting pick sixes off of it and stuff like that. So everything is going right. For Brock Purdy right now, well, the 49ers. he's making it right, and he's, he's making, making it right. right. He's yes. making it right. Let's go to Jeff. No, South you have Carolina. to give him credit for it. Yep. Ops, uh, yeah. Let's yeah. get to Jeff in South Carolina before uh, we get to Baldy here. What's up, Jeff? Hey, fellas. Uh, first off, uh, y'all talked about hospitality out in, uh, out, in uh, out there in San Francisco. My, my wife and I went to our very first home game uh, at Levi Stadium two weeks ago against the Cardinals, and it was amazing. So, so thank y'all so much. Love that. But uh, I wanted to to bring something up about what Brock Purdy does that I think is elite. So I had this thought when I was watching the Niners snatch the soul of Jalen Hurts a few weeks ago. Uh, and you, if y'all remember, you know he kept him in the pocket and he like yep. never moved around, couldn't mm-hmm. run. And then and when I watched, uh, you know, a couple weeks later, I watched Lamar Jackson play. I realized that a lot of these really athletic quarterbacks. They a lot of times they miss those first second reads and they run yep. out of the pocket and yep. then they make plays. Mm-hmm. Purdy never misses his first and second read. Yep. Never misses it. If it's open, he hits it. Yep. And and I think I mean the anticipation and touch. You talked about would we want Patrick Mahomes in our offense? I don't I don't know if y'all remember, but when when Lance was in there, everybody kept dropping the ball because he threw it so hard. Right? Purdy throws so much touch. He throws such a catchable ball and such anticipation. I just think those are skills that no one thinks about. No one cares yeah. about. Baldy does. And by the way, I love that y'all have Baldy on. I catch him every week. But I, I you know, I just wanted to bring this up because I feel like these are these skills that no one talks about because they're not, you know, glamorous and things like that. So, you know, I think Purdy's playing amazing. Love it. Uh, thank y'all so much for what y'all are doing, bringing sense to a senseless world. Uh, appreciate it, fellas, and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you, Love Jeff. that That's, Southern I, twang, I, I, too. I love that. I'm, I'm glad you had a great time out here at Levi Stadium. I hope you get to come back soon. Uh, we love to have you. We love to host you. We love to meet you in the tailgate. That's a great, great, great point Where's there. Where's South Carolina barbecue? Absolutely. I, I want some that. barbecue. Let's get to Eric in Oakland real quick uh, before we get to Baldy. Eric in Oakland, what's happening, man? You're on the morning roast here on 95-7 a game. What up, Eric? No, we don't have. I just want to say something Every single quarterback that's drafted is a system quarterback. Because when you draft a quarterback, you're drafting him to fit your system. So I don't get this narrative about, you know, Brock Pretty this and Brock Pretty that. I'll tell you something. Can any quarterback learn Shanahan's playbook? Can any quarterback really read the defense the way he does and throw receivers open? Those are the two most important things you can ask for a quarterback, reading a defense and throwing a receiver open. That's why the 49ers offense took off this year. Mm-hmm. And real fast, I want to I say this before we close, or before I go, Jalen Hurts, man, that's Cam Newton 2.0. The guy's a mm-hmm. one-read run. Just, just, listen, just, just watch yeah. the way he plays. He's really vulnerable right now. He's not accurate. He got paid. I mean, I don't see the crazy outfits or the crazy hair yet. But just wait wait for it. That's my prediction. Hey, the 49ers are going to make it the Super Bowl. I enjoy Bald. You guys have a great day. This is the best show in the Bay Area for a reason. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate Thanks, the compliments, Eric. man. Appreciate it. Um, uh, we got Shark Week coming out. We got one minute. Hold on. Jeff in South Carolina says something. 
and he talked about Jalen Hurts. Now I don't know if he's going to wear crazy outfits. He's a different personality to Cam Newton. He's Cam Newton's a lot more outgoing. You don't like the hats, um, Bonte, and the yeah, glasses? I do like the hat. But, but he talked about the reads, and we saw it yesterday. Baldy broke it down on his timeline this morning. Mm-hmm. Third and eight, end of the third quarter. You got Devontae Smith running a simple drag route. Hit him. Get him there. You and I were discussing Justin Fields against Cleveland. Let your... Hit the first read. It's okay to check it down. Let your receivers make some things happen with the ball in their hands. Brock Purdy does. He First read, second read, third read. If it's not there, then he improvs, and he makes some plays happen. I, I, he, Jeff in South Carolina was so spot on with that assessment there about Jalen Hurts, and we saw it on display yesterday. Check the chick down with uh, Gainwell at the end of the game. He's forcing to A.J. Brown. You get it picked off. All you need is 15 yards for a field goal to send the game to overtime. I don't get it. The decision-making from Brock Purdy is so slept on, and it's something that you, it's not quantifiable. We don't have like a stat with it, even yep. though all, he's, he's mastering all these stats, but it doesn't have the massive you know cannon of an arm and stuff like that, so we just look past him. But the decision-making and the football IQ of Brock Purdy, what was that, the, 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 the S2 cognition score, whatever you yeah. want to say. <laughs> it was off the charts, whatever you want to say about that. They, they do interview all these draft prospects. They do all these like mental gymnastics and hurdles mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And Brock passed with flying colors, but you could you could also see why. Like his processing skills, Bonte, to do this in this yeah. offense, which you need to process it quickly because you have quick ins and out. You want to get the ball out very yep. quickly in a Kyle Shanahan offense, yep. and he does that as an elite level. One of my favorite throws was the third fight of Brandon Ayuk on the drive to go mm-hmm. up 21 to 13 there, the anticipation to touch. But you know what? It's Shark Week, man. It's time to eat. He breaks down plays better than anyone. I mean, this is like Shark Week now. And you know what Baker Mayfield is? He's chum. Look at these sharks. You think you're getting away from those four angry sharks? It's Shark Week. It's time to eat. Make the read. Urgency. That's the name of the game right here. Urgency. Now. On it. He's on it. Touchdown. Beautiful throw. He's our 95-7 The Game NFL insider. Brian Baldinger. Oh, Baldy, presented by our proud partner, Golden State, serving the Bay Area for three generations, building better starts with Golden State. When you succeed, we succeed. Visit GoldenStateLumber.com. Our favorite segment of the week. Brian Baldinger joins us every single Tuesday, 7.30 in the morning, during the morning roast. Spadonia for Shasky. I'm Bonte Hill. Baldy, good to talk to you once again. I know you're out there in Nashville as the Titans wear those baby blue oiler uniforms. How did they lose? You can't lose to the Bob Phillips special. Mike Vrabel wearing the hat before the game. I saw you sitting there with Billy White, Hughes Johnson. You were having yourself a great time in Nashville because I know that's your type of town. But last night after watching the Eagles lose, the Niners now control the number one seed in the NFC. They were up basically two games on the Eagles and Cowboys due to the tiebreakers. And it's Brock Purdy who threw another four touchdowns against the Arizona Cardinals. And after Dak went up to Buffalo and produced three points with that offense, I guess we'll just start with the MVP talk because a lot of people are talking about it. It's Brock Purdy's award to lose. He's going to break the single season passing yard record in 49ers history, Baldy. He's just over 400 yards away from that. Well, good morning, Bonte. Uh, it's good to be with you, buddy. Um, I like to hold off till Christmas night. Yeah, I kind of want to see him against the number one defense in football. Yes. Don't you, before you start yeah, no doubt. handing out any hardware? Because really, that's... That's the that's really the test. Yeah. Right there is okay, here comes Baltimore to town. It's Christmas night. All the gifts will have been already unwrapped, <laughs> uh, worn out. The kids will be like it's just time to sit back and watch maybe a prelude to the Super Bowl, Ooh. but maybe the best game we've watched all year. I mean, they couldn't have gotten this any more right. So before look, I mean if you if you, if the season ended on December nineteenth, yes, I'd give it to Brock Purdy. But uh, and I don't want to hear a whole lot of other 
uh, conversation about it at this point. But right. I'd like to see it, you know, Christmas night, mm-hmm. and and maybe that'd be a, a nice little gift. No, that's fair. That's fair. So so looking at this game. Uh, this past week, Baldy, let's start negative because there's a lot of positive right now. I don't want to start negative, but one of the things coming out of the game, and you thought, hey, 3-10 and ten Cardinals, you know what? The, the Niners should have won this game, and they did. They handled them. But the run defense, a lot of a lot of fans have been calling in very concerned about a lot of missed tackles. Fred Warner, that run defense, obviously no Eric Armstead, no Javon Hargrave. What did you see for the Niners defense this week? And it's something that, is it concerning to you or maybe just a one-off? Well, I mean, you mentioned it, you know, without Hargrave and Armstead, you know, you're you're down to McGill, you're down to, you know, Givens, whoever in there. So it's not nearly as strong as it normally would be. But, you know, when you, when Emery DiMarcato goes to the house, mm-hmm. like there's another layer of defense. There's linebackers and safeties there. Mm. And, you know, and it was, you know, I didn't see anybody really looking to drill him into the ground. And so, yes, I think that's a concern because, you know, you just saw, Dallas go up to Buffalo. You saw Buffalo run for 250 or 60 yards mm-hmm. against them. Uh, anytime that that's there, it can be exploited. And somebody will try to do that. I mean, the Rams are running the ball a lot better now. That's what the Baltimore Ravens do. So I think this is a, a good test, not just because it's number one defense. They know, they run the ball in a variety of ways. Now they lost, they lost uh, you know, a really good young player. In Keaton, and so that's yeah. you know you won't see him at full strength, but uh, you know it's still it's still Lamar, it's still Gus Edwards, it's still guy Justice Hill, guys that are, are used to run the ball a lot. Yeah, no doubt about that. Keaton Mitchell, very dynamic player. You hate to see it there in Jacksonville this late in the season. He was playing some really good football for the Baltimore Ravens. We have Brian Baldinger here on the morning roast on ninety-five-seven. The game, Kyle Shanahan and Kyle Shanahan in this offense, Baldy. You know. They're averaging over 30 points a game, but since the bye week, they've averaged nearly 35 points a game. They're humming 437 yards a game, and now everybody's working. Debo, IU, Kittle, McCaffrey, Brock, the offensive line here. From a play-calling standpoint, where how has Shanahan improved in that aspect of his coaching game? Mm, well, I don't think he's ever had this kind of offense before. I don't think he's ever, even Matt Ryan was the MVP of the league mm-hmm. in 2015 or 16, whatever that was in Atlanta. I don't know that he's ever had anybody that processes like Brock that sees the field as quickly as he does. And so then it's a question of just spacing, um, you know, and where do you want to attack? And every week it's a little bit different. And so I think that his attack and his game plan changes depending on who they're playing against and what they try to do. So I think he's probably become more versatile, and it's not he's not married to any script at all. Right. I think it's going to change week to week right now. But he knows he's got a quarterback that can get to his check down, right. that can see the big play, that can rescue a play that might not look good to start with, a guy slips and falls, whatever. Like I think he now feels like it doesn't have to be a perfect play call. The quarterback can make it a perfect play call. Wow, and, and you see, you talk about Brock and the processing. I mean, just the drive to go up 21-13. He gets hurt on the drive, but he hits Ayuk yeah. for third and five to extend the drive just over the outstretched arms of Antonio Hamilton. I was like, wow, look look at that. Even though it's a simple out, right? You're like, wow, the anticipation, the touch. Then he hits Kittle. It felt like Arizona dropped eight on that play, and Kittle gets 19 yards, but Brock leads him there with the mm-hmm. touch and the anticipation. If this guy can get better... It's scary hours for this league, man. I just can't believe, and it, it just doesn't feel like he's going to slow down at any point because you're spot on, Baldy. The processing, the anticipation, 
throwing deep, throwing short. He takes what other quarterbacks aren't taking, like you put it out in your breakdown earlier today with Jalen Hurts not hitting Devontae Smith on that drag route. Brock Purdy's doing that. Other quarterbacks yeah. aren't. Yeah, well, I mean, look, the guys are open. I mean, the opening touchdown to Debo, you know, it was a great play, and, you know, everybody goes to sleep on Debo, and everybody's concerned with, you know, all of the eye candy that Kyle's giving you. And they went for it, and they took the cheese, and, you know, he got a nice, easy throw. So he's getting a lot of those, but, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, you know, tight window throws. There's a lot of layered throws over the middle. Um, you know, he, look, he's special. And, and part of, I think, the pushback, you know, just forget about the Mr. Irrelevant. He, he looks at like, he's just this little kid out there that makes it look way too easy. Yeah. You know? I mean, he's not uptight. He's not into this. He, it's not like he's in this kind of crazy zone. Like, he's very approachable for the game. He's not uptight. He knows the answers to the test. Like, I don't think you could do a lot. And Baltimore does a lot. This is a great test. Baltimore is, plays a matchup zone. They've got very active. They've got a great pass rush. Um, they blitz efficiently. They've got tremendous speed. Like, this is a really good test because I don't think in the playoffs that you could see a defense that is this complete. And so it's really, let's just, I, I kind of like, I, the superlatives are, are he, he's worth all of it, right. but he hasn't, nobody, this defense in Baltimore gives everybody trouble. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, how similar are they? Real quick, sorry to jump in, but how good? similar are they to Cleveland? Because we did see a defense in Cleveland. I know Trent got hurt early in that game. Debo got hurt on the first play of the game, but you have to give the Cleveland Browns credit. They forced, I believe, what was it, eight or nine straight three and outs on this 49ers offense, and Brock looked human that day. Jim Schwartz so, against Shanahan. Jim Schwartz, exactly. So how, so how similar is this defense well, to they're different. They're, they're different? They're totally different. I mean, they don't have Miles Garrett in Baltimore, um, but they, they play – Sticky man coverage, and whether it's Martin Emerson or Newsom or Denzel Ward, I mean they're a, they they were not afraid to man up the receivers. It helped that Debo went down, but they were not afraid to play man coverage on on Ayuk and the guys. And so that Baltimore doesn't play that style. They're they're a matchup zone. Uh, they're a zone drop team. They get to their spots. Uh, they're moving at the snap of the ball, um, you know, and then they they cover a great deal of territory as they're. Pressuring you from a variety of ways. So, Baldy, recently Kyle Shanahan spoke about Brock Purdy and, you know, his field vision. He says this thing that he has, it can't be taught. Mm-hmm. Is there like a play or a moment you've seen with Brock I mean, this season or recently where you just see him seeing the field so well and is a step ahead of the defense? Because it feels like whenever I watch this guy, it's always in the perfect spot. He's leading his receivers. He's leading the running back. I swear to God, this guy has eyes in the back of his head half the time, too. He's swirling around. It just feels like whatever it is with Brock Purdy, he has it. And Kyle Shanahan speaking on it. Have you seen anything with Brock when it comes to that field vision? Well, I think there was um, a game, might have been Cincinnati, um, where he threw a touchdown pass to, to McCaffrey. on the. He was on a dead sprint to his right, and McCaffrey broke open over in the middle of the field. Yeah. And I don't know how he saw him, number one. And then it's normally a very dangerous throw across your body, middle of the field, a lot of uh, congestion. And he, he, he saw him. I don't know how he saw him. You know, and then I think there was one other one. Um, the touchdown against Jacksonville where he really pumped the safety and he got it to IU, or they got it to Kittle for the big, long 60-plus-yard touchdown. Um, I don't know how he knew to, to pump Rayshon Jenkins like that and if he would even have time with a collapsing pocket to get it to Kittle, which he did. Like Those are just a couple of examples, but I could put together a highlight reel of him seeing all of the field. And then I guess it really comes down to is there's the play that Kyle calls, and then there's things that happen. They take the number one or number two away, or he's got an obstructive view, and now he's on the move. And what he sees on the move is probably what excites Kyle the most because he makes very few poor decisions on the move. So I'm looking at this coaching matchup, and Bonte and Sam and I were all talking about it before. John Harbaugh has been in the league a long time. He's had a lot of success, obviously won a Super Bowl against the 49ers, the Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh's brother with the 49ers at the time. It does feel like he has slept on, though, Baldy. He's had a lot of success with Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson. Are we not looking enough at John Harbaugh in this game and his going up against Kyle Shanahan? Because Kyle Shanahan, deservedly so, one of the best young coaches in the sport. John Harbaugh, though, I feel does get a little slept on. Why is that? Mm, well, you know, he's, he's changed both coordinators in mm. the last two years. 
So he brought in Todd Munkin. And look, I mean, he had a good coordinator. That I mean, the Colts led the league in rushing every year. Yep. But they were one and three in the playoffs, and Lamar kept getting hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and they, they, you know, I mean, Wink Martindale's a hell of a coordinator, and he let him go, and he brought in Mike McDonald. So he's changed both coordinators. All right, a lot of guys, a lot of coaches are a little reticent to do that. Heck, the Eagles changed defensive coordinators when they were ten and three. You know, so he's done that to improve certain things that he doesn't like. Um, he's found the best kicker in the country in Justin Tucker. Uh, you know, he hired the mayor of my town, Randy Brown, uh, to be the kicking coach. Um, he does both uh, very, very well. But, you know, I mean, I just think he, uh, you know, they haven't had great success in the playoffs here recently. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the reasons why they went to Todd. I think the offense looks a lot better right now. Uh, but one thing about John, even when Lamar was going through contract turmoil this offseason, like, he never flinched. Lamar's our quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, whatever Steve Bishotti had to do to get it done, like, there was never, even when they said, go shop your wares. You know, Atlanta, you want you think you need a quarterback? Oh, they need a quarterback. Yeah. But, like, if they had Lamar, they, they'd probably be competing with San Francisco right, right now. But, you know, John Harbaugh never, ever flinched when it came to Lamar. Interesting. That that Lamar contract scenario seems like forever ago. That was a massive story in the offseason. But but think about that, Baldy. Atlanta, other teams out there saying, yeah, we're good off of Lamar Jackson. Like, it's it's kind of criminal thinking about yeah. what type of player he is. Like, he, the guy's just a playmaker, and I know your breakdowns the other day about him, and I can't wait to see him Christmas Day. The family's coming with me Christmas. Good. We got Warriors <laughs> and Nuggets. As soon as the postgame yeah. show's over, Baldy, I'm flying down one-on-one to get the Levi's because right. I can't miss Lamar Jackson. So how different yeah. has he looked? Because we've watched a lot of Lamar Jackson. He doesn't seem as if he runs enough. He's very selective when he runs this year. From my eye, I don't know. You watch it a lot more uh, critically than I do, but Tom Monken, as you mentioned, comes in for Baltimore. How different is Lamar? What type of what type of challenge is he going to present to this defense on Monday night against the Niners? Well, what he did against Jacksonville on Sunday night, I mean, I was dizzy just watching him in the film room. <laughs> like watching Jacksonville try to chase him all over the place and then locate receivers, um, you know, and coming out of it. I mean, it was just one highlight play after another. Like he just knows how to keep plays alive. Um, he's very difficult to fool. But when he throws it, it's just, you know, he's just a – He's a guy, he's not a classic motion. He's a, a flick thrower. He just snaps his wrist. The ball goes where he wants it to go. Like, he's really accurate. And I think they're doing a good job. I mean, they, they found two young tight ends because Mark Andrews is out for the year. Mm-hmm. But Isaiah Likely, he's along good. with uh, Charlie Kolar. Yeah, he's tough. Um, you know, yeah, ask uh, Brock Purdy about Charlie Kolar. They both played together at Iowa State. In fact, they might have, um, they might have started... This, they might have been freshmen together wow. at, in Ames, Iowa. But anyways, I mean, they got two tight ends. They both came up big the other day uh, during that a lot. But uh, Lamar, if for people to say uh, we're good, like they just didn't, they just didn't, I, they thought there was something else with Lamar. That guy is just all about ball. He really is. And Baldy, we're talking about these teams right now. It's, it's Christmas Day. It's early. Super Bowl preview. These two. I mean, they're going to play whatever that Super Bowl was in New Orleans when the lights went out. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. I mean, you can bet, like, on all the shows leading up till Sunday night, you're going to see all kinds of highlights. Kaepernick, right. you know, uh, Flacco. You're yeah. going to see all kinds of stuff. Jacoby Jones. Ray Lewis. Jacoby Jones. Hey, I remember this. So Jacoby takes the kickoff return, right? Right. And um, 
and he he's he's at the NFL Network the next day. Now he's still he's he's been drinking all. He's he's a kid from Louisiana. He's been drinking all night. He's got his do rag on, and he comes into the studio. The smile you got on your face doesn't come close to what what Jacoby had. Like he was he was so fun to you know he was breaking down the game and. We we just like whatever you want to do, Jacoby is good, man. They, yeah. Like you just yeah. keep celebrating. Remember that whole run and, and it started in, the in Denver. Denver. Yeah, it was just yeah. that Yolo yep. throw yep. from Flacco gets yep. over yep. the safety, and then there was night night. They had to get through Denver first. Yep. And that was Peyton Manning's first postseason game. That was a heck of a them. run. That was the one team I did not want the Niners to play in the Super Bowl. When they went up to Foxborough and beat up on the Patriots, I said, "Oh boy, this is going to be a headache. This is going to be a nightmare." Jacoby Jones had a lot of speed. What a fun player he was. But I want to play some sound for you going back okay. to Brock Purdy because look, man, I don't get caught up in the narrative. It is, Baldy. I think that's why we're cut from a different cloth. I don't care what people say about Brock. We right. watch the game left and right. You could take this quarterback over this quarterback. I'm good with Brock. You're averaging 30 points a game. But, you know, I guess some people need attention here. So, uh, here's a sound from Doug Gottlieb on, you know, Brock Purdy saying that anybody can win in this offense. Here's Doug Gottlieb. Look, this is not me saying that Brock Purdy's not having a great year. He's not playing good football. I'm not saying that. He's not way better than where he's drafted. Sure. But, come on, man. Trevor Lawrence in that system. I mean, go through all the quarterbacks. They'd all be good. You know why? Because they're really well coached. They have a great offensive line. They have the best running back in football. They have an elite tight end, and they have elite wide receivers. Outside of that, they're missing some things on offense. No, I'm going to say it, Baldy. I'll say it. I never go to Doug Gottlieb for football opinions. I, I don't. I don't. I just don't. I just. I don't. I don't care what he says about it. But it's just. It's. It's laughable to just hear that, hey, we plug this guy in and you're going to average 30 points a game and you may have three 1,000-yard receivers and a running back who has over 2,000 all-purpose yards and a quarterback who's going to break the franchise records, but you played the game. You're more credible when it comes to this stuff. So is it true that you could just – I don't think it's true at all, but I and I know you don't probably think that either, but can you just plug and play I mean, Doug, Doug's a talking head. I mean, I know Doug. I mean, yeah. we all know him. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. If that's their, if that's what they want to say, you could have said the same thing. Oh, you know, Joe Montana. They could have plugged anybody into Bill Walsh's system. Right. You got you got the greatest receiver of all time. You got the you know greatest fullback. You got Roger Craig. You got all these. You know, you got Brent Jones. I mean, you could have said the same thing about that. But you know, there was only one Joe Montana. So I don't believe that. I don't believe you could just put Trevor Lawrence in his offense. We've seen Jimmy G. We've seen Sam Darnold at, at times. We've seen Trey Lance. We've seen Nick Mullins. We've seen all kinds of people in this offense. I've never seen anybody operate like this. You know, there, like there's one stat right now that's a function of how good Brock Purdy is. He's averaging almost 10 yards per pass I know. attempt. I know. <laughs> like the next closest is Tua. <laughs> who throws the ball to Tyreek and Jalen Waddle, and you figure, well, he's got to be close. He's got the two best deep ball receivers in the league. Just ask the Jets. Right. And so, you know, he's averaging eight and a half. Brock Purdy's averaging, every time he throws the ball, he's averaging a yard and a half further than the next closest quarterback. And that's a function of throwing the ball down the field mm-hmm. and throwing with deadly accuracy where these guys are all running with it after the catch. Does Kittle ever... Catch a ball and get tackled ever? No, it doesn't no. feel like it. Doesn't seem like it. I never feel like George Kittle's caught a ball this year. I might actually take that assignment today and just and get tackled. Like I feel like George is on the dead run every time he catches a ball. It's pretty unbelievable, Baldy, when you start breaking it down. Best quarterback, best running back, best tight end, 
You got what? Best linebacker? Yeah. Best left tackle? Like they have the best at their positions, like across the board. It's pretty unbelievable. So when I'm looking at this team, and then I'm taking a step back and looking at the NFC. One of the biggest contenders, obviously the defending NFC champion, the Philadelphia Eagles played last night. What the hell is going on with this team during this three-game mm. losing streak? You just lost to Drew Locke. God bless him. I love the story. But they, they thought Geno Smith. They didn't even know who their starter was before the game. They go out and have the game-winning drive of his life. Incredible throws, but Matt Patricia gets put. They just feel like it's panic mode right now in Philly. What's going on? Well, I mean, see, I give Seattle a lot of credit. Clint Hurt, the defense coordinator, he, he lined up his both safeties 10 to 15 yards deep every play. He was like, you're not getting the ball over our head. If you want to run for 178 yards, we'll give you some runs. But we're not going to get beat over the top the way Seattle won the game going over the top um, to Jackson Smith and Jigba. But, you know, they so they didn't get one pass play past 18 yards. Mm. Brock Purdy does that in the opening drive of a game. <laughs> you know, like they didn't get one play the whole day yep. over their heads. Now, and they're, they're built on the deep passing game. I mean, that's what, when Jalen Hurts was an MVP candidate last year, it was repeated deep shots to A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, game in, game out. Well, they're not getting those right now, and the execution just isn't very good. They look a little a little stale to me offensively in what they try to do. They don't look anything. They're not a pre-snap motion team. You know, the white Kyle is, right. which can leave you dizzy as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think there's a lot of advantages to all those shifts and motions, a lot. And there is a lot of breakdowns and just what they're trying to do and what the what the cheese is as he's putting out there to see who's going to take it and who doesn't. There's a, there's a real science to what he's doing. The Eagles just kind of line up and play, and they don't really scare you right now. Well, and a concerning part for me, Baldy, is uh, and you can see it with the 49ers and compared to everyone else. There's a lot of frustration going around with a lot of these teams. It's, desper- it's desperation mode for a lot of these teams. You see Patrick Mahomes yelling at his teammates, yelling at the rest, yelling at the officials. You see Sean Payton going at it with Russell Wilson. And then you heard Jalen Hurts yesterday calling out the commitment of his team. That's the leader of the team, Baldy. So so that's very concerning. And then I just look at the 49ers. They're just, the vibes are immaculate right now. Remember um, just a couple weeks ago before the Seattle game, talking to Fred. You know, Fred's always my go-to guy when I just want to find out the temperature of the team. But, like, you, but he should be the guy. Like nobody is more aware or in touch than Fred. He plays every snap. But I just said, like, you know, coming off the bye week and the three losses, he goes, Baldy, listen, don't even ask. We're so locked in right now. Like, nothing is going to stop us. Mm. No success, no no blowout win, no no win against a good team. Nothing's going to stop us from being locked in. Like, we come to work every day locked in. We're not reading the press clippings. We're not interested in that. Like, they're on a mission to win it all. And anything short of that might be the biggest disappointment It'd be the biggest disappointment in Kyle's career. But I think it'd be the biggest disappointment in this league if the 49ers right now don't win this whole thing. Wow, wow. That's not putting pressure on them. I just feel like the players feel like that. Yeah, no, they do. They do. Drake Greenlaw said it the other day. He goes, great. We won a division championship, but I'm tired of wearing these T-shirts. I want a Super Bowl (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, seriously. I I make the joke all the time, Baldy. You know, kids, close your ears. But last time the the Niners won a Super Bowl, I don't think I was went through puberty yet. I'm, just, I'm dead serious, man. It's been that long. Say, like you're you're oh, at the Warriors every week, every day, right? Yeah. So there was a couple of years ago, like the Warriors knew they were winning it all. Mm-hmm. They knew they were going back to back. It didn't matter if Cleveland, LeBron, like who, like who stepped up, Miami, like they right. were going to win it all. 
Like, there was just, you could feel it. Yep. Like, yes, they had the talent. They had the best talent. Mm-hmm. But they also weren't going to let any sort of egos yep. or anything get in the way. It didn't matter who got the points, who got the shots. They were going to win it all. And I feel like this is what the Niners are. Yeah, it feels like a special season. They may only have to go uh, out of the Pacific time zone one more time this season to D.C. and the nation's capital New Year's Day, but then home field advantage, and then, of course, the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. So as a former player, before we get you out of here, how big is that bye week and getting this number one seed to stay healthy? How big is that? Because some people say, well, you get the bye week, it slows down the momentum. But it feels like, to your point about the focus level of this football team, they could use that bye week and it could freshen their legs up. I think freshen the legs up. I think they can really do a great job of scouting the opponents just to find, just to, just to really pick at the weakness of what they can exploit. Let the coaches go to work, let the players rest, and then come up with the best game plans. And you know, just give the fans at Levi like the most to cheer about going into 2024. Mm. Baldy, where are you at this week? Where are you at for the holidays? I, I'm, I'm going to be in Atlanta. Uh, I thought they might win last week, but Indianapolis, oh. mm. who's hot and playing yep. good football right now. Minshew. Minshew and the quarterback change <laughs> yeah. in Atlanta. I don't know how you lose 9-7 to Carolina. Nobody was at that game, and they lose it. Nope. What a disappointment, man. What a disappointment with all that talent on the Atlanta Falcons. Baldy, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays. We appreciate everything you do for us here at 95.7 The Game. Have a great holiday. We love your breakdowns, man. And you you were right before the season. When you first joined us this season, you said it was going to be the wildest ride we've ever had in the NFL. Well, boy, it's lived up to that. Yeah. Well, we got a little bit more to go. <laughs> no not doubt. over yet. No, no, no it's not even close. Coming. It's coming, yeah. no doubt, no doubt. Right. Baldy, have a good right. one, man. Happy holidays yeah, happy, to you. Merry family. Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Thanks, Baldy. Brian Baldinger here on the Morning Rose on 95.7 The Game. We'll react to what he had to say about everything with the 49ers, Brock, uh, Doug Gottlieb's crazy comments, uh, the NFC, the Eagles, all that stuff's coming up. But first, we have to get to the injury report here on 95.7 The Game. Love me. Go ahead. Take it away. It's time for the injury report. It really hurts. Brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm. Helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. Man, we got wide open phone lines. 888-957-9570. We'd love to hear your reaction to Brian Baldinger here on the morning roast. We got Warriors and Celtics tonight at Chase Center. It's going down in the Bay Area. Finals rematch? Finals rematch. The best team in the Easter Conference. Oh, my God. Against the Young Guns. And the Splash Brothers, Pajitsky, Kaminga, let's go. We'll get to Draymond Green in a little bit. Klay Thompson's hot right now. And the Warriors are hosting the Celtics. They may be without Chris Paul. The veteran point guard is listed as questionable for tonight's contest with an illness. It is expected to be a game-time decision. Not not much else is known about Paul's status other than that the illness is non-COVID related. So Chris Paul may not be able to go. More Pajemski, more Moody. Andrew Wiggins coming off the bench. He had 25-7 and seven in Portland. So the Warriors and Celtics tonight at Chase Center. We'll get to that in a little bit. The injury report brought to you by Boxer and Gerson. Another California's premier workers' compensation law firm helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. So it's coming up on the game. Sponsored by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. We'll react to Brian Baldinger. We'll have some fun at the expense of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, cry, Eagles, cry. Go get your T-shirts right now at BreakyT.com, 95.7. <laughs> cry, Eagles, cry. Oh, those tears. Philly coach. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.